Well, good morning, everyone. Good to see you this morning. Bring greetings from Canada. Now, some of you didn't know this, but last night in my home city, it was 40 below. Celsius. Now, some of you don't know this. Celsius and Fahrenheit meet at 40 below. So it was cold. And there's a special place in heaven, I'm sure, for us that God, God has called us to live north. And you people in Florida, you will not get the crowns that we get for having to endure. Like, it was cold here yesterday. Yeah, right. Right? And good to see you this morning. And I uh, pray that uh, the time we'll have together this morning will... Um, be a real encouragement for you as we go into uh, 2018. I want to tell you, when I was a kid, and I thought about the year even 2000, I always wondered, man, am I ever going to be old when that uh, we hit 2000. Here we are going to 2018. Man, time flies. Aaron, you guys, you're a little anniversary, Rosie and I said, they're babies. How many years? 36. That's nothing. <laughs> Turn with me, if you have your scriptures this morning, uh, to Second uh, Peter. I was thinking, uh, I was talking to Malcolm uh, maybe about a month ago, maybe a little less, and we were talking uh, just about uh, this message, and he said, bring something, uh, a, a, you know, uh, a New Year's uh, message. And uh, I just was brought to this passage, and I've been thinking about it, and I think you will see this is probably a perfect message for the date of uh, December the 31st. Uh, and, uh, and I think you'll see this as we read it together. In Second Peter chapter 1, um, and I'm reading from the uh, New King James Version, it says this, Greeting. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a, a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of God and Jesus Christ, our Savior Jesus Christ, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Confirm your calling and election as the heading. His divine power is granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature having escaped from the corrupt corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly love and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
For whoever lacks these things is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. For if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be uh, richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities that you know them and are established in the truth that you have. I think it right as long as I am in this body to stir you up by the way of reminder, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me, and I will make every effort so that after my departure you may be able at any time to recall these things. Let us pray. Father, we thank you again for thy word. Uh, Thank you, Father, for your son, the Lord Jesus. And I thank you for each and every one that's here this morning under the sound of thy word. Lord, speak to these precious folks like you've spoken to me about this passage again. And Father, I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You can't go forward until you've gone backward. And this is a perfect date to do it. Think of it. December 31st. You can't go forward till you go backward. And this is really what Peter is saying. Peter wants us to go forward. He wants to stir us up. And that's what I want to do this morning. I want to stir you up. I want to do it by reminding you, go backwards in order for you to grow. You'll see as he go, we go through this passage together. You're going backwards to go forward. This is a, a time of the year. Um, I'm not even going to be here, uh, be in my clinic for the next couple of weeks. But it's going to be very busy there. Because this is one of our busiest times of the year, and I leave. <laughs> uh, because I'm not involved in the, uh, the weight loss part of our clinic. But, oh boy, does it ever get... Uh, I'm telling you, that's one of the... Dave, it's one of the... You were talking about resolution, not bad things... People make resolutions, and the Martin Clinic benefits from those resolutions. I tell you, because people, one of their great resolutions that they'll make, oh, I want to lose weight. And our weight loss clinic will be very, very busy there, uh, part of our uh, clinic in in nutrition. And uh, you know what? Um, A lot of people make resolutions, uh, but... You know, the gyms are always full in January and they're empty in February. Because people think, well, I, I didn't know it was going to take effort. You know, they, they, some people really, in a way, they think it's going to happen. Just give me a pill and I'm going to lose weight, right? No, it don't happen like that. And uh, we sang a song about being resolved, right? Uh, we, we, we need to have a, a determination, and, 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 and Peter, that's what he's saying. Peter's saying, listen, I want you to remind you that you have everything you need to live a godly life 
But it's one of the greatest paradoxes in Scripture because what, what, what Peter is saying to us as believers, look, you come with all the equipment. You have everything you need. But our responsibility is diligence. It is, it, is, it is knowing these things, but then growing. And, and, and God wants us to be involved with that. And that's what Peter is reminding us of, of that resolve. You know what? I do not want to be at the same place if Lord tarries and if the Lord is willing that I should be here uh, for another year on this planet, I don't want to be the same Tony Martin that I am on this date if I get a chance to be here next year, I want to have grown spiritually. Well, Peter said, look, you have everything you need. You come with all the equipment. You're not a polywog. You look at a little baby. It's got everything. It's got everything. Fully equipped. You know, I, I was thinking about this, you know, my... Um, my sister uh, has got a Kia dealership in 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 my uh, my my birth town, um, and uh, I was involved with my my brother-in-law just as a silent partner uh, when he started the car business. But we started by leasing, then we he went into the Kia dealership, and uh, now he's a multimillionaire. He bought me out. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, but it was funny because the very first year I think that he bought that it, my my son and my son-in-law both bought a Kia, and I can't even remember if it was a little Rio. I can't even remember the name of them, but I just remember they got delivered on the same day, and they looked the same. I mean, they were exactly except that my son spent ten dollars more a month. And he got power steering. And uh, he got air conditioning. And my, my son-in-law, he didn't want to spend that 10 bucks, So he didn't have all the equipment. But folks, listen, you got all the equipment. Like, it, there's not some of the options that, uh, you know, maybe Aaron has that you don't have. No, that's not the way it works, folks. Peter says that we have everything that we need. To live a godly life for, for, for life and godliness. That's internal and external. But Peter admonishes us to take that knowledge that we have it and grow. Add. He says... Uh, he starts out by saying, um, add to your faith. The responsibility of us is to be diligent in growing. And he, and he, characterize, he, he, he mentions uh, seven things here that we ought to add to our faith. Well, the faith, of course, faith comes from God, right? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith is a gift that God has given us. 
So we can't boast about our faith in that sense, right? Uh, so faith is the, the foundation that we have. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. I, I love that verse in Hebrews 11 and 3. I, I was, a, uh, uh, I, I don't know, an atheist, nah, agnostic, probably, evolutionist, absolutely. So when I read Hebrews 11 and 3, and by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, I say hallelujah. For the first time, October the uh, 14th in 1982, I believe that. I've never thought that the word of God, never for one second I mean that. I settled that before I got saved. I settled that... uh, I knew it was true that the word of God was God's word. It came from him. Every word in there. I, I still don't understand all of it. Do you? But I know it's God's word. And by faith. Faith is progressive. God honors your faith. I, I, you know, I said to God, uh, be, even before I got saved, I know that you are the creator of the universe. Now, that was a big thing, a big step for me. But I've never questioned it since. And I mean that. Never. I don't care what any scientist says. I don't care how many PhDs they got after their name. It don't affect my faith. I trust him. And I have the mind of Christ and so do you. I, I can hardly get my mind around that. But Peter says, I want to stir you up because I don't want you to stay there. I want you to grow. I want you to be different. I want you to take these characteristics that I'm going to mention to you. And I want you to build on the faith that you already have. You have a faith. You have a foundation. And he says, I want you to build on that to keep growing. Folks, I want to stir you up today. So that we look back and say, that's our faith. Our faith. It's great. I believe. I trust. I got new eyeballs. I can see. I see the way God wants me to see the world. We live in a crazy world. We live in a perverse world. It's getting worse by the moment, but your faith will keep you solid, folks. If you look at faith, look at with the eyes of Jesus Christ, you get to see the world. And I feel sorry for people. I feel sorry for people that don't have what I have. Because God gave me everything that I need. He gave you, Christian, everything you need to grow. But now you have a responsibility. You have a diligence. And it says, add to your faith virtue. That's number one. Folks, listen. You cannot bring someone to trust in Christ. You can't do it. But you can sure make them thirsty. 
You can bring a horse to water, but you can't make them drink it, but you can sure add salt. And you're the salt. In Philippians chapter 2, it says, be blameless and unspotted in the world in which we live. It's a perverse world. And you will shine as bright lights in this dark world in which we live. Folks, if we add to our faith virtue, that's the outer characteristic of God, virtue. People will be interested what makes you tick, what makes you different. And that virtue ought to be part of your home Ought to be part of, of, of your workplace. Ought to, be, ought to be part of your school or wherever God has put you. You know what? I never want anyone to stumble because of me. I want to be like the Apostle Paul who said, Look, there is no one that the Apostle Paul could think of where he could say, their blood, meaning at the end of their life, if they went to H-E double hockey stick, he said, their blood won't be on my head. Because Paul had this uh, constant, constant growth in his life. And it started with virtue. What people can see. You know, a lot of us talk. Talk's cheap. That's what James says. You profess, but do you possess? Talk is cheap, folks. Sometimes it's better just to shut up. People want to see that you're real. That if you believe in God, that God made a difference in your life. And if you have no outward characteristics of that, you need to check and see if you're really saved. My, my son-in-law was telling me uh, uh, a, a little while back, he works at the, uh, he, he's in the city hall back in our, our hometown, and he's, uh, one day one of the believers from the chapel comes in, and uh, Craig's in the planning department, and he said, I went literally hid in my office because of the way this guy was talking to the staff at city hall. He was a believer. He was so angry because something wasn't done by the city. And you know what it's like sometimes uh, to run into bureaucracy. My son-in-law is in it. You know, everything by the city got to be done exactly what they say. But this guy came in and, and my son-in-law said, I, I could hear him talking and screaming at the staff, people that were underneath uh, Craig. And he said, I crawled into my office. I didn't want him to see me so that people think that I might know this guy. Folks, people are watching you. You might not think of it, but you got a little light on your head. It's called Christian, Christian, Christian. You don't even think of it. You go to work. You're having a bad day. And things are not going well. And, and you don't think that your light's on. You know, you're, oh, I could click it off just so I can act like, you know, the rest of the world. And, you know, like, you can't do that. 
That's not growth. I don't want to be the same person. Do you know what I'm getting at? God wants... Hey, Peter's stirring this up. Hey, listen. 2017, look. We all make mistakes. We all do things that we, we regret. We say things that we regret, perhaps. But you know what? I love the fact that we can start over with God. Start over with God. He says, uh, virtue, that outward, they, 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 the outward thing. Make every effort uh, to add to your faith virtue and then virtue, uh, knowledge, knowledge. And um, Chris and Shanti are here today. Now, I can tell you a little history about these people. I married that couple. And I've known Chris for a lot of years. Probably met him in New York at a conference. I spoke to young people years ago. That's where I met Chris. And right out of, the, out of the gate, Chris and I became close. And then he married Shanti. And Shanti was a good friend of our family. And her family and our family are very, very close. Her dad was the elder in the assembly that I'm in right now until he moved away. So I've known those people for a long time. What was uh, my point? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Um, what Chris said this morning in the first meeting, <laughs> he talked about, he went to James chapter 3. And he, he, he contrasted wisdom. The wisdom from, from above and, and, and earthly wisdom. Here, uh, Peter is saying, add to the virtue knowledge. And knowledge is discernment. Folks, you and I want to be more discerning this year coming up than we were. Always God's wisdom. The wisdom from the earth and a lot of us Christians, we live earthly lives in terms of wisdom. There's a lot of smart people on the planet. But do they have discernment? Their, their, their wisdom is, is it, it comes from, it says it's demonic. It's sensual. It's selfish. I want to be more discerning. I, I, I want to, to live my life. Uh, bring me to the rock that is higher than I. I, I want God, I want to grow this year. And I want to get up and look at the world from your point of view. I don't, you know, the Bible says that a fool, his sight goes to the ends of the earth. He can't get above it. The definition of a fool, folks, you take of all Proverbs and you look at the fool. (laughs) Wise fool, wise fool. Uh, throughout the, the Proverbs, I love the book of Proverbs, but at the end of the day, what's the bottom line of a fool? At the end of the day, take every verse on the fool in the Bible in Proverbs, and what is it? He does not listen. He can not be taught. I want to grow this year. 
2018, I want to grow in knowledge and discernment. I need God's wisdom. The wisdom from above is, first of all, pure. It's peaceable. It's gentle. It's, uh, it's uh, willing to yield. It, it's, it's without partiality and without hypocrisy. It's full of mercy and good fruit. I want to live there in that knowledge. I want, to, I want to see things more this year from God. I want to have... I, I, I hate to recommend a movie. I'm going to recommend a movie to you. To one of the, to one of the smartest guys that live. The movie's out right now by J.P. Getty. Did you hear about it? All the money in the world. There's not a swear word, I believe, in, the Bible, in that movie. And all I'm saying is that um, in that movie, you see about the richest guy in his time, in the 70s, or I think he, he died in, uh, in the late 70s. The movie is about him. His, his grandson gets uh, kidnapped. And you see a guy that is the, the, at the time was the richest guy in the world, as far as everybody knew. And you know what? He was a fool. J.P. Getty was a fool. He lived his whole life for this world. That's a fool. He lived his whole life for this world. I, I, I don't want to live for this world. I live in this world, but I don't want to live for this world. I want to live for the next world. So that ought to be a tremendous goal for us, right? In 2018. I want to live for the next world. Add to... Uh, Knowledge, and I, I, I'll go quickly, I promise. Self-control. You know what, folks? A man without self-control, Proverbs 25 and 28 says this, is like a city with, uh, that's been broken into without walls. Where Christians, this has just been my experience, fail the most in growth is in this area. A lack of self-discipline. I tell you folks, there will be no growth in your life in 2018 without self-control discipline. If I get a chance with people and I tell them, I, I, I preach this every day in my office. Even from an earthly point of view, you will get nowhere in your health. You will get nowhere, nowhere in your health without self-control. And that's true spiritually too. We will not grow without self-control. We, we need discipline. Not going to happen by osmosis. You know, put your Bible near your bed and hope it, it, it sinks in. It ain't going to happen. Time. Effort. And, and, and you know what? Search me, O God, and know my heart. Because God want, you know, he's saying, Tony, I'm going to talk to you before you talk to anybody else. So listen up, was what God said to me. Not in that language, but he said it. Listen up, Tony. 
First of all, take heed that he that thinketh he standeth, lest he fall. Folks, I'm going to tell you enough about your adversary to tell you one thing. He don't know everything. He ain't God. But one thing your adversary knows, he knows your blind spots. He knows your weaknesses. That's what he knows. And he will go after you like nobody else because he knows those weaknesses. You know, your weaknesses might not be my weaknesses in this area of self-control. It might be tongue. It may be food. It may be social media. It may be games. It may be sports. It may be your career. It may be anything. I don't know what your weaknesses are. Search me, O God, and know my heart, and try me and know my anxious thoughts. And if there be any hurtful way in me, lead me in the everlasting way. This is honest to goodness steps to growth in your personal life, folks. It ain't going to happen without it. Hebrews 12. The sin and the weight... That so easily besets you, folks. What is it in your life? If you don't know what it is, you know what's a beautiful thing about being married? Your spouse will tell you. You know, my wife is the quiet, gentle, Proverbs 31 woman. But when she got something to tell you, listen up. Because Rosie will say, hell, you know what, honey? <laughs> that wasn't right what you did there. Mm, and I hate. I don't like that. And somebody tells me something like that. But I learned 45 years ago. My wife's pretty smart. And she's a godly woman. And, you know, if, she's, if God told her to tell me, Tony, I might look stupid. But anyway. Folks, self-control. I could spend the whole time on self-control. Discipline. Discipline your body. Young people, you'll never achieve anything for Jesus Christ without discipline in your body. Find out if you don't know what your weakness is. You're always talking about that next week Sid's going to do the gifts. I can't wait. A lot of people, what's my gift? What's my gift? It's good to know. Well, why don't you find out what are my weaknesses? Because we got so many spots, blind spots, you can't even see it. Some people never, never, never change. Never. But just the way I am. Well, that's not the way God wants it. Right? God wants us to grow. Perseverance. Add to this uh, perseverance. And I'm just going to finish here, even though I got a couple more. Perseverance, steadfastness, steadiness. That's a, a, a form of growth. You know what, folks? I don't want to lose the race. You know how many thousands, I mean it, thousands of Christians that started out so well and have finished so Poorly. I don't want to be one of those. I don't want to be Demas. Oh God, in 2018, I want to grow. I want to get closer to you. 
I want to be more like Jesus than I am now. I want to be more and more and more. And the eyes of the Lord range to and fro above the earth, looking to strengthen those hearts who are fully resolved, fully committed to these things. God knows your heart, Christian. Do you want to be the same? Or do you want to grow? Well, you've got to add. You've got to add to your faith. You've got to get involved. You've got to, you've got to look at every area of your life. Look at, look at where you are with the adding brotherly kindness. Folks, the church is made up of people who are broken. And that's why the word hospitality, we get the word hospital from. You ever been into a hospital? They're just sick people that need help. Brotherly kindness. Oh, that we would have a heart for people. I want to have more of a heart for people. Some people drive me nuts. <laughs> you know, they do. Some people, they grate you, right? They, you know, they got the gift of discouragement. And they, and they go around and they're negative and blah, blah, blah. But you know what, folks? God put them here. You love them. Say, Lord, give me a heart like your heart. I want to be more like you. I want to have love and brotherly kindness. I want to add that this year, 2018. I want it to grow. I tell you, it, it, you know what? Just do it. And God will give you a heart to do it more and more and more and more. Forgiving one another, loving one another, kind to one another, even as Christ forgave us. I want to be more like him, don't you? So you got your goal this year for growth? You might have some physical things, not a bad idea, it's all right. But those are the things that Paul wanted to stir, uh, Peter wanted to stir us up with. Let us pray. Father, thank you again, O oh God, for your precious son, the Lord Jesus. Oh, Father... Our heart's desire this, this morning, Father, is to be more like him. Father, that passage, and we could have gone into it in much more depth, Father. But Peter says if we do these things, if we add these things, if we grow, we're going to get an abundant welcome into heaven. And uh, if we grow, we won't be short-sighted, blinded. Uh, living our lives with can't even see can't even see into the next life. Oh God, we want to live for the next world, Father. Help us, Father, to grow. I pray for these precious folks here. There's some, Father, I'm sure, struggling here today. Lord, would you just meet their need and, and encourage them and put your loving arms around them, Father? Lord, we just thank you for who you are. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.